This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Hey there, all you mindful listeners. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with us. All right, today we're going to be talking about stress and sex. Yes. A lot of times I know I'm guilty of it as well, but we bring our work home from the office or even from your home office or your we workspace. Um, and then guess where it ends up sometimes as well, dragging it right into the bedroom. To have this invigorating conversation, I'm going to introduce our guest, Mary Jo Rapini. Uh, she is a psychotherapist specializing in intimacy, sex, and relationships. She does have a private practice in Houston, Texas, and she is renowned she is a renowned, I should say, lecturer, author, and television personality. Her high energy and popular keynote speaker, dynamic style, passion, and enthusiasm is particularly engaging, and we're going to be expecting it from her because we've got some questions to ask her about sex and relationships. Mary Jo, thanks so much for being here. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited about talking and listening and um, this conversation. Yeah, I know. And I'm sure all of the listeners are as well, because I have to tell you, I mean, there probably isn't a mindful medicine show that goes by where the subject doesn't contain at least a component about one of our, I think, modern day uh, influences in every single thing that we do, whether it's our finances, our health, and certainly now our our, our sex life, but it's stress. Um, and so... I really, really appreciate um, the conversation because I, I know, I mean, stress in this nation is completely out of control. Oh, absolutely. In fact, in my clinical work, I, I as well as almost every psychologist I know are seeing more and more anxiety. And it's because we all have this pressure to do more, this pressure yeah. to perform or this pressure that we're missing something and there's not enough time. And um, when you do that, you start getting stressed and it basically shuts down all your ability to have a relationship, to take time for sex or to take time for any, for anything for yourself. And so I think it's such an important topic that we talk about and make viewers or listeners understand that they're not alone. And there's things that we can help them with, that I love. So, okay, now, I know that your private practice is is in Houston, Texas, but I am picking up a dialect from you that I wouldn't say you're actually from Houston. (laughs) No, I'm not. Actually, my family immigrated from Italy to northern Wisconsin. So I was going to say Wisconsin or Michigan. (laughs) Yep, and and let me tell you, that is deep inside the way I can undo that. So I carry it with me. (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. I'm actually native from Ohio, Michigan myself. So I've been out in Los Angeles for the last 22 years. And so I I think I have, uh, you know, shaken the accentuated A. But every time I go back to that area, and I do a lot, it certainly, it certainly comes back. But okay, let's get down to it. Let's just talk about first, how does stress affect intimacy? Well, basically what ends up happening is when you're stressed, you tighten everything. Your, you know, your circulatory system, your blood pressure goes up, you feel overwhelmed, you feel drained, you feel like you can't, you're not good at anything. And if it extends, I mean, if it continues, you'll end up feeling hopeless, maybe even helpless to make a difference with these things. 
And also, you'll start experiencing body aches. In fact, for women, that is a primary symptom if they just start saying, you know, I'm achy all over and I'm so tired. And you'll also see this cynical attitude um, start seeping in that, you know, you'll just start getting more jaded. It's not the same you. And I think that's what starts many of the conflict that you're having with your partner. You start arguing more. And really, all you want to do is run away. You just want to be alone. Yeah. Yeah. I see this. I mean, I don't only see this in my practice. I I have to say, sometimes I see it in my own relationship as well, um, on both sides. Mm -hmm. Um, So what are some of the strategies couples can take to actually, I think one, I would say one, um, aware, be aware of that this is happening Two, take steps to reduce the stress. And then also three, enhance that intimacy. What do you tell people? Well, what I'm doing right now is I'm having them keep a log when they eat, especially because when you're stressed, many times we'll see it show up in what you eat. You'll start gravitating toward comfort food, For women, usually that means weight gain. The weight gain alone can make them feel less sexual. They don't feel good about their body, and that's really important that women like the skin they're in so that sex is fun for them, so they feel like Mm. it. And I think the other thing they can track is if they're moving. We know movement really helps with lowering stress and anxiety, and so I'm telling more and more people. I just want to know what you're, what you're doing, how much you're moving, and what you're eating. If I can get some kind of an idea about that, because before you eat, if you can identify or just jot down the feeling, then that will help us unbelievably. And if they mm. start journaling many times, couples will, they'll start noticing it more. And I think the other thing is I want to start them talking about it, like feeling vulnerable with each other, that it's a safe place. And I've seen that best um, happen when couples schedule a walk every night. And I tell them, I don't care if you only go 15 minutes together. I just want you to walk. And when they ask me, well, what do we have to say to each other? You don't have to say anything. But we know that when people are stressed and they walk, It helps calm them down and feel in the moment, in the present, which is so important with that mindfulness. And it's much better than going to like an HIT class, a HIT class, where you're running around (laughs) and or jumping or punching a bag because that actually raises adrenaline. And many times if you're stressed, you may come home with endorphins, but you may be more agitated. So we really want that yeah. walk, especially at the end of the day. Although some couples, it's just yeah. going to work better in the morning. It's not as primary, a primary concern as that you do it. Well, it sounds like, I mean, what you're talking about, which makes so much sense to me is, you know, I always talk about balance in, in most anything. Um, like, for mm-hmm. example, I don't think that there's really any bad cholesterol. LDL is needed for functions in the body. It just needs to be balanced with the rest of the lipid markers. Um, uh, same with omega-6 fatty like acids, that. not yeah, bad. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It should be balanced so with omega-3s and omega-9s. Out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the same, the same thing with our, 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 
our autonomic nervous system. You know, we have this sympathetic nervous system, which is firing off, you know, all systems go all the time with the compounded, confounded, continual stressors in our lives. And then what you're saying is, because that's sympathetic, that's fight or flight. That's just like, you know, I am, I am being chased by a bear and your body doesn't know any better, but you're being chased by a bear. Mm -hmm. So then you try to compensate for your stress by quote unquote, getting your workout in. And as you say, you take up one of these hit classes or, you know, a hard CrossFit class. And once again, you're pouring out that adrenaline, pouring out the adrenaline. What you're suggesting here to me sounds like you're trying to pull in that parasympathetic, that, that, that balance of the autonomic nervous system, that rest, that relax, that repair place where we just need to offset because, you know, I've told people, Hey, you know, sometimes I use the the phrase supplement your lifestyle, right? I would love people to settle down a little bit more than they are, but since they're not, or they're proving to me that they can't or won't, uh, adaptogens and things to support their adrenals and sort of kind of supplementing their lifestyle, you know, in a particular time is maybe the way to go. But this is something I think that people could really take advantage of this more parasympathetic walking intimacy, just even taking the the um, opportunity to connect. Yes, and Dr. Holly, you know, what you're adding is so important because we know that when people talk about mindfulness and sex or being in the present, that it's all about lowering the stress, bringing in the parasympathetic like you alluded to. And this all helps you want to get the body back to its rhythm back to a place where you're in the moment and you feel connected. Because when you're really stressed, one of the primary symptoms is you feel out of control. Like you feel like, oh my gosh, I've lost my, you know, you're, you're no longer connected or anchored. And if you, when couples come in, if they know that that other partner has their back and is willing to work with them, it's an incredible difference than if it's a person who's just alone. And if you are just alone, it's really good to reach out to a partner to help Mm. you with, especially going walking at night, because we know when two people go, it's better for your body and minimizing stress in a relationship for both of you to go. The other thing is if you can schedule a no electronic time during the night, especially when you come home from work, because it's way too easy to just keep that phone on. And then at, soon you start seeing it at the dinner table. When I was in England, I was so amazed because when couples went to restaurants, you never saw that phone on the table. In the U.S., you see when people go even to a nice dinner, their phone or some gadget is on the table with them. And the only thing that's supposed to be on that table is your wine glass, if you drink wine, your dinner, and maybe you're holding hands across the table. We also know touch is very important, and it helps calm people down. You see that in the emergency rooms and in the ICU. What's the first thing we want to do to help calm someone? We take their hand. And the reason we do that is because people, the brain and the body, respond to touch. And if you can have someone's hand, you automatically release a little bit of the adrenaline. You, it helps you calm, like, okay, there's someone here who is taking control. 
Yeah, those are such great points. And I have got to tell you, you know, you mentioned the United States, but like I said, I live here in Los Angeles. Oh, go out to dinner. And I get yeah. distracted because I'm almost in awe that these two people are sitting across from each other. And I don't think there's anything more intimate. Or the, I mean, there's many things more intimate, but I think sharing a meal is, is just one of those things that can be intimate. And as, as you know, as you said, as long as you're mindful about it, but the fact that from, from beginning to end, both folks are on their phone nonstop. I'm like, why did you go out together? Why didn't you just stay home and order in or something? So there, I'm just like, the, the restaurant is beautiful and the ambiance is there. And, you know, there's this background ambient noise. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. And I think the other thing uh, that you say about the phones, I know the trick that you say after work, I have seen with folks and certainly experienced myself is that darn smartphone acts as the alarm clock that wakes folks up in the morning and the very first thing that they see is perhaps a text that was came through overnight or an email depending on how they have their alert set and then all of a sudden mindfulness is gone because their to-do list is basically already um, out there in front of them in front of any time to set the intention for the day or or the relationship, or anything. It's just gone. It's so true. I mean, if you ever practice, just take a morning where you don't turn on the phone. You come out, you do your meditation or your morning prayer, or you don't look at emails. You just spend the first half hour reacquainting yourself with your body, like getting in your body, feeling feeling what you feel like, noticing how you're, you know, how you're stretching, maybe you're going to stretch, maybe you're just walking out to the kitchen making coffee, be in that process, make the coffee, maybe put, maybe try something new like putting cinnamon in the coffee one morning, because cinnamon is good for you too, and then try that. If you can somehow make the process more important or highly valued, compared to turning on the phone. Because once it's on, it's impossible to shut it off. And for women, which I work with mostly men and women individually, and then as couples, I know that they tell me that one reason they, you know, they don't like the bedroom, especially when they're stressed, is they feel like it's a big ordeal. It's something in their head that they evaluate is this going to be worth it? And that's all part of the stress, the anxiety that goes into it. Everything you do, you evaluate, is the, like, is the bang going to be worth the buck? Or is the time going to be, is it going to feel as good as the time I put into it? Right. Wow. We're all looking for that. We're looking for a fix to feel less anxious, less stressed. And for women, sex just isn't one of those things. Yeah. Until you're into you. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I've, had, I've had a discussion. <laughs> we, yeah, it's true. I've had a discussion where um, there was we were we were exchanging stories, and it was another couple that said, "I don't know why we don't do that more often." It's kind of like, gosh, well, you know, why isn't why don't we do that more often? It's completely available to us. It's so true. Well, you know, and I, when I talk to men, this is one of the puzzles about, you know, that they ask me about their partner. Like, 
she says it feels good, but then if it feels good, feels it feels good to me too. I want to do it again. She does not. So, and I think it's because we're so overwhelmed. We're so taking care of other people, and sometimes that's caused us to neglect our own health. Like you know, I would tell every woman, as I'm sure you would. That if that you should know your body sexually, and if something hurts, that's not normal. But it doesn't mean that you can't fix it. You know, I think a lot of people just go, well, it's my age, it's my hormones. But there's so many things couples can try if they can get to that point where they're calmer and they'll talk about it. And, you know, try new lubricants or try... You know, just try one new thing every week because I think that many times can shift the couple's focus off of feeling stressed or overwhelmed with, we're going to try something different this week. It's, it's going to be fun. And so, okay, I want to just talk a little bit more about this one thing that you brought up as a strategy mm-hmm. and the, the idea of mindfulness. Um, Will you talk more about that as far as how it kind of plays into a a better relationship, especially these days? In in what area? You mean the mindfulness? The mindfulness, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think what's so important about that is that when you practice mindfulness, you basically take out the frenzy, and it helps you feel, you know, most stress and anxiety is a sense that you're losing control. So if you can take control back and be aware of it, you'll find out there's many things you control, but you just have been in such a daze, you forgot it all. The brain can't attend to everything, and it does the easy task rotely. So if you take an easy task like making coffee and you make yourself become more aware of it, by not turning on your phone and really watching, counting how many scoops of grounds you put in to how much water and adding something like cinnamon and then actually smelling it and tasting it, it makes you feel more in control. And it's so amazing how that happens. But the studies with you know brain work and changes in the brain have found that this this helps people feel calmer because they feel more in control. It helps them slow down. Anything with slowing down, I, would, I used to teach my patients to breathe in my office, but what I've noticed is they're so stressed that even taking the time to breathe seems like it's too much. So we have to take the normal things you do, like, you know, they like the task, because it's something they feel like they can complete. And if they can take control of that and remember that they are in control and this is happening now, then it can make them feel better as they go about their day. Yeah. And then uh, and, and uh, go about their relationship as well. So Right. I, and I think that happens in the bedroom, too. Yeah. I, I, was I honestly ask. do, Dr. Holly. I I. I would agree with you. And I, that my final question was going to be, you know, what is your best advice for enhancing intimacy in the bedroom? Because that, that, you know, if, if, we're, if we're talking about bringing the stress and work home from work and dragging it into the bedroom, 
how can we create that space a little bit more special than it currently is in this culture? Well, in this culture, the quickie has become sex. (laughs) And so what I would suggest is that you take the pressure off of intercourse and you basically put it on foreplay. So in other words, you can lay in bed together. You can be naked or not. You could use an ice cube and just put it around, like, just take it and and rub the upper body or the neck with it. Your partner could do that for you. Or if you're in a cold climate, you may want to just lay on a heating pad, and you can lay next to each other and hold each other and just start talking. The thing about that is many times, Men especially, or whoever the one is that has a higher sex drive, that is just too much closeness without being able to be physically intimate with intercourse. So couples need to talk about that. They need to set a precedence that for us to de-stress, for for me to de-stress, because let's face it, if one of us has a problem, the couple has a problem. So if one of them are really stressed, And you say, you know what, intercourse is not the end of the game. Like, we can do intercourse another time. I just want to be near you tonight. I just want to introduce something new. Try new lubricants. Something as simple, and when you, I say lubricants, it doesn't mean you have to have sex. It means you can use them around the body. Sometimes even something like kissing with And feeling like you're moist again can empower a woman to feel really good about herself. Use vibrators. If you're really, if you're really out there, you could, or really like you're, you're advanced and you're ready to go to the next thing, try vibrators. There's so many incredible vibrators right now that, that will work on all sorts of like whatever your issue is. I, I can't tell you the couples I've re- helped restore their sexuality with just using tasks like this. That is beautiful advice. I I mean, just the, the way that you started out answering that question with, the, you know, taking the focus off of intercourse and, and putting it back on the foreplay and maybe even just that being the focus uh, and, and the intimacy. Um, that's just... That is just wonderful advice. Um, all right. So listen up, mindful listeners. This is about being mindful. Um, and mindfulness can inform uh, so much of stress reduction, I think, and also your relationship and intimacy in the bedroom. And you can know more about Mary Jo Rapini, who immigrated from uh, Italy all the way up to the northern part of Wisconsin, right? And then you're in Houston, Texas. But the website is www.maryjo.com, maryjorapini.com. Thank you for all your beautiful work that you're doing. Well, thank you. I, I'm just a kindred spirit, Dr. Holly. I love what you do. I love your show. And I just, there's so many incredible things couples can explore and do together. And there's no, you know, I always say, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to work through stress. You've worked through so many things. You know, and I think you're so right. And I think it's also one of those times in life where when we 
when we are better, when we feel better, we do better. And I think that with the amount of stress and then if it starts to tear down the relationship, it's kind of like that whole sort of um, think, you know, act local, think global thing. If we can take care of ourselves better, we are more valuable to our communities. We are more valuable to our extended family. We are more valuable to this earth. And, you know, it kind of starts there. So we have a responsibility to not just be happy, um, but to, to pay it forward just by being by being really well. So thank you again. All right, mindful listeners, I appreciate your time so much. And we're going to quote unquote, see you next time.